Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite. Shit that they read about, like Chris said, I gotta bleed it out. I've been in the zone, I can't be without this real shit that I be about. I'm a visionary that's long term, but Def Jam said they need it out. If I rush the shit, I might be without, but I need a vision, can't see without. I've been patient, never complacent, left the underground when I left the basement. That's renovation. I spit this verse like a revelation on the road with Kid Cudi and B.I.G. Conversations with no ID who made hits with Ye, got hits with Jay. Now you wanna fuck around and make hits with me. If it's meant to be, then it's meant to be. Can't express what that meant to me, what it mean to me, man. I swear this shit like a dream. To me, what it seemed to be is so different now. Everything is so different now. I've been there and I've done that. Tell them all that I run that. It's a fun fact, and I'm back again because I love this shit. Write it down and they publish it. I went five years without a publicist because the word of mouth, they in love with this. I've been dreaming, I've been scheming, went away a while, but I've been fiending. I miss the fan, but they know the deal. Been that away before the deal. Now the music got mass appeal. My main girl got ass appeal. Like a feel of vibe, it's the main thing. Little fish that went mainstream, now I'm big as fuck. My whole city, they know what's up. I'm unseen and I'm in the cut about extra shit, I don't give a fuck When I'm on the phone, don't interrupt If I'm talking business, I might erupt If you're at the show, put your lighter up Fuck with me if you're really about it Outsiders, I can do without it I crept in, got slept on, sold out shows No one knew about it When it comes to fucks, I get two about it Yo, co-sign, I can do without it Okay, last verse, I gotta make it count Won't speak on my bank account So many commas, I'd have to pause And I can't afford to just waste the bars Every day, boy, I thank the Lord I got a lot of problems, but can have more Wish I spoke to my dad more, my jeweler less I've been hungry like Budapest Tell me who the best, don't give a fuck I just know I'm blessed Love life even though I'm stressed This business, boy, I swear test Tell Def Jam if they don't cut the check I send Chris to go cut they neck I love the building, no disrespect But y'all better ride when I'm in effect That's radio, that's TV But vision never got the internet If y'all fuck around and try to throw the ball to another artist, I'ma intercept, it's my time, put half a mil of my own money in this album, that's my dime, no rap features, just my rhymes, my story, it's all mine, from the basement to the stadium, from the Roxy to Palladium, I've been there and I've done that, yes, I've run that with this pretty girl on my floor, half naked playing connect for, but I've been trying to throw sex out the window just to connect more, she's so fine, type of girl I wanna fuck her mind and then unwind with some slow head, all my homies like go ahead, anyway, it's been a long time, and this here's been a long round, so I Gotta go with logic, the one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?
thing on what the fuck is up is that a little bit loud can you hear me now i don't care i'd rather be loud than quiet right right yeah. what's up it's been a minute we've been a little busy sorry for the delay and lack of lack of updates it's been a shit like a month right it has we'll just say sorry Office politics problem solved though. Yeah, how about <clears throat> this mic's not working? It's not working. Let's see. There, there we go. There we go. Shout Got out to Joe now. Delia. Thank you. What's up, Joe? For the podcast space here at Keller Williams in Troy. Thank you, thank sir. You. Thank you. Uh, music off. So, thank you. So, if you're brand new to this, sorry for that kind of crazy intro. As I hold my carrot man. There we go. Carrot man. Hey, Tony. Hey, Paul. Thanks for tuning in. So, hello, my friends. Welcome to Flip This Podcast. If you're new, thanks for joining us. My name is Steve Londo. I'm a full-time real estate investor flipping houses in Detroit and its suburbs. Joined by my man, Jeremy Burgess. What's up? If you're not sure what wholesaling is, uh, let me break it down. It's where you go out and find someone who really needs to sell their house, a motivated seller, right? You put it under contract to buy it, and then you go find someone that will buy that contract from you. So you're assigning your contract to another buyer who's going to end up purchasing the house in your place, fixing it up and making generally a bigger spread, but you get that profit in between. So if you can find someone that will let you buy their house for 30,000, <clears> excuse me, you can find someone that will pay you 40,000 for that same house. You can make the 10,000 in between super fast, super easy, relatively risk-free, right? Cause you don't have uh capital in the deal to close it and uh it's a great way to make a living this is what i do full time and i appreciate you for listening so the first part our favorite part favorite part my favorite part i'll do it for you deals deals love deals so deals wholesale deals are what drives this business right if you are a wholesaler you want to acquire deals like this this is what puts food on the table and how you can work from home with a little carrot man on your desk like me um deals is what's going to get that done so pay attention this week it's a little different i actually have two multifamily deals two uh two family deals and a single family two of them in detroit uh one of them's out of my normal area but this is such a good deal i had to we had to lock it up this was just too good of an opportunity to pass on so I'm going to pass that on to you. The first deal is 313 14th Street in Port Huron. This is a duplex. It's a two-family flat, so it's not a side-by-side duplex. It's more of a, 
uh, two-family flat. It's rented currently for $1,050 a month. There's a $600 tenant and a $450 tenant. The 600 is for a three-bedroom portion of the house, and there's a one-slash-two-bedroom, depending on how the, the layout is set up, uh, that's rented right now for $450. they are both month-to-month on instant cash flow. This thing is probably worth um, easily just on ROI over 50. I mean, how many houses can you buy that you can rent for a thousand for under 50 grand, right? <clears throat> not, not too many that I know of. So you can get this property for 32,000. I think it's probably worth 50 as is right now. You can get in touch with us, 313cashdeals.com. If you're not already on the list, if you want to contact Paul to get a look at this house, his number is 586 940 one eight three three, or you can email him at Paul at Steve buys houses fast.com 32,000. The address again is three, one, three 14th street in Port Huron. It's already rented tenant occupied cash flow property. Pick it up now. It's landlord's dream right there. It's a little is bit out of our normal area is that in shekels, Three. right? Yeah. Come on, man. I'll take Bitcoin. I'll take Ethereum. There you go. Bitcoin. So hit me up. Uh, 313cashdeals.com, Steve at Steve Buys Houses Fast, or Paul at Steve Buys Houses Fast.com. The next deal, 5232 Chalmers, 5232 Chalmers in Detroit. I think it's 48224. It is. East side. East side. So it's another two family flat. This one's brick. It's two beds up and down, two bed, one bath, both up and down. Uh, one of them is rented right now for 600 a month. The tenant is month to month. Uh, the other side is owner occupied. So the, I think it's the lower level is owner occupied and that'll be vacant at closing. This is a nice, um, nice house. It's brick. It's really big. It's over 2000 square feet. It's in an up and coming area. It looks a little bit rough right now in probably the few blocks surrounding that. Uh, there's a couple of board ups, some vacant lots though, which if you know anything about Detroit, Ohio, when there's a, a vacant lot it means there used to be a house there. That's good. That means they did something about the problem house there. If there's still problem houses in the area, that means they haven't really gotten to that area, generally speaking, right? They're not focusing on it. So 5232 Chalmers, Detroit, East Side, it's close to Gross Point. It's a, it's an up-and-coming spot, I think. And this is a two-family flat that's already got one tenant in it that you can pick up for thirty grand, three zero. So hit up Paul. Paul at SteveBuysHousesFast.com. I know he's already shown this uh, or he's showing this right now to one of our buddies here. And it may not even be available by the time you hear this. So heads up on that. But if you get in touch with Paul at SteveBuysHousesFast.com, hopefully it's still available and you can get in at 30 grand. I mean, this is a this is a no-brainer. Well, this is near East English Village too, which yep. you've been paying attention. It's just been blowing up. So one of the strategies we like to do is target the areas where you're on the edges, right? Yep. So you don't want to pay that full price dollar, right? But just kind of get in the path of progress too. So um, also you can buy this and not be in the damn hood. You know what I'm saying? You still be somewhere halfway decent near Gross Point, near East English Village. Don't wait. 313cashdeals.com. Cash that check, son. That's right. That's right. So the last one, this one's a single family house. So I thought I'd give you some options here. A couple of multifamilies, one out of the area, one right in an up and coming area. And then this one's in a, in an area that I don't, I don't know if it's 
uh, up and coming. I think it's already coming. It's already here. Harmony Village is the subdivision it's called, but it's a uh, one five four one zero Sorrento. It's Detroit four eight two two seven. Um, it needs a new kitchen, needs paint, floors, new security doors. It's a brick colonial, three bed, two and a half bath, about 1400 square feet. This is flippable. Full basement. This is flippable and it's cheap. So 19, 19 grand for this, 19,000. And it's probably worth, oh, I didn't put my number on my guess would be 55 to 65 okay. based on the square footage and things I'm looking at. Obviously I haven't yeah. looked at, but I'm familiar with the area. Yeah. So this is a good landlord special and a good flip, especially yep. looking to make some money. This is a take your pick kind of an option here. If you're um, interested in flipping in Detroit, this is a great opportunity to try your hand at it. If you don't like the offers you get in the first couple of days of listing it, put a tenant in it and hold this thing forever. It'll make you t- 10 times your money back. Yeah. It's so, a path of progress thing too. So, yeah. yep. you know, nobody knows how long this market's going to last, but if it goes on another year or two, you're going to be sitting pretty you for know, sure. For sure. Cash so, and rent checks too. In the meantime, that's right. And you could get very good rent over there in a house like this, probably 900, 950 a month. And if you're Excuse paying me. attention to anything in Detroit, anything 1400 square feet and above, even in a halfway decent neighborhood, if you finish it nice and get it financeable and modern, it is going. That's pretty much what I have been doing. You don't want to cut any corners, but flipping is back, baby. Yep. Flipping is back. And 313cashdeals.com. Thank you, sir. And financing is back in the city of Detroit. Now, a lot that used to be a big, big problem. And obviously, if flipping's back, that means financing's back. They kind of go hand in hand. You kind of need the financing to be there in order to flip. And the flips are already taking place. We're already seeing it. It's happening now. So if you're not on the list, 313cashdeals.com. And if you like any of those deals, 313 14th Street in Port Huron for 32000 5232 Chalmers in Detroit for 30000 or 15410 Sorrento in Detroit for 19000 Hit up Paul at stevebuyshousesfast.com or give them a call at 586-940-1833. Awesome. And these are all off-market deals. You're not going to find them on the MLS unless you guys won't pull any up, in which Steve will immediately put on the MLS and That's cash right. bigger checks. So right. reach out. Don't sleep on it. Can we see the sheet? But make it easy for me. Or is there a secret make information on that? Uh, no, there's no all secret. Right. Here no we secret. Go. This is your last chance. There is Facebook Live. Don't snooze. Also, make offers. Don't like it? Make offer. And when you yeah. make an offer, make sure you include proof of funds, too. Otherwise, you're just scribbling stuff on toilet paper, okay? Most especially so, if I don't know you. Yeah. And if we know you, right, Steve's going to cover you. But there you go. There we go. So Deals. I love deals. I will be listing part. these properties if you don't act on them soon. But make it easy on me because that's more work. I don't like to work that much. So make it easy on me. Hit me up, 313cashdeals.com. Will you take pirate treasure? I will take anything tradable, <laughs> financeable, pirate treasure, Bitcoin, Ethereum, especially Ether right now. I'm very high on Ether, so I'll take lots and You're lots really of Ether. You're really into all those cryptocurrencies, aren't you? Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to disappear one day, and that's going to be how. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. You can't tell everybody Cut that. you're going to disappear. No. You just got to disappear. <laughs> you just go. No, the big joke on uh, – so I've been reading a lot about Ether. It's one of the cryptocurrencies. One of the big jokes is to all the people that got in super early is they're buying Lambo. So it's like they're going to buy a Lambo with their cryptocurrency money. Like, oh, 
I don't want a fucking Lambo. <laughs> I want a you want to buy more island. houses? Yeah, I want an island. island. Yeah, a bunch of houses. You need a helicopter to get to it. That's right. Fuck a Lambo. <laughs> All right. So that's it for deals. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, to you Facebook listeners, you need to do that. Flipthispodcast.com on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud, and of course at Renegade Detroit Investors. But now we got to go. Yep. And I swear to God, I'll edit it and get it up. Thank you. See ya. And we're still right. live for all you podcast listeners. Just a little teaser there for we, people on Facebook, you know? We like to we like the social medias, the internets. We like to uh Well, we've been off for a month too. Right? Yeah. We gotta let people know. We're that, back. Uh guess who's back? Flipped his podcast with Steve Londo is back, That's baby. Right. Oh, it's weird. It's, it seems like it's been longer than a month. It seems like it's been forever. Because there was a little gap before that one too. We recorded a few right in a row and then just everything got in the way robots was crazy for me robotics is a, a big part of my life and it takes up a huge amount of time in um the early part of the year so but we're back and we have deals for you and now i want to tell you about what's working and what's not working and it's not so much on what's not working but it's always something that there's always challenges in this business as a wholesaler What's working the best right now, and it's kind of weird to be looking to to see this, but my website. Now, my website started as oh, it was so bad. I built it myself, and I used <laughs> you know WordPress, and it was really ugly and crappy looking. But it you know it started that process right about three years ago, four years ago, and now it's been my biggest lead source this year by double in terms of cash into the company double of what any other lead source has brought in um, has been the website. And when you combine current website leads with website leads that had originally generated themselves last year, it's even higher. It's like three times that. So that's working really well, my website. And that's one of the reasons I wanted Carrot Man here today. Ooh. Carrot, uh, Investor Carrot is where my website is. Basically, it's my content provider, I guess you'd say. Um I built my website up on WordPress myself, just basically as a blog, um, a form, and then some articles and different marketing type things looking for sellers, right? And I used to get, a, I started to get a lot of traffic due to what one of my SEO uh, helpers or friends did early on when I started that website. He started helping me right away to generate some some good content in terms of backlinks and things like that that, that really bring your organic uh, ranking up. So I was getting high organic ranking. I was getting high traffic and really shitty conversion. Like I was hardly getting any anybody to convert to an actual lead. And the leads that were coming through were just terrible. I mean, they were awful. You probably remember these I leads. I remember some of these leads, yeah. So bad. Some of them worked out, though. Some of them did work out, of it course. It got way better Law at the end, though, for sure. Yeah, you but, did a lot of work on the website. So what I, the main, the first thing I did was I got Investor Carrot, which is, you know, it was another monthly subscription that I didn't want to take on at the time. And looking back on it, it was so funny because it's like 50 bucks a month. It's like what $50 changed my conversion rate from three or 4% maybe. I mean, to, I don't even know. I need to figure out what that conversion rate is now and what it used to be and really look into those numbers so I can present them to you guys. But it's worlds different. I mean, night and day times 10. It's so much different. And now I've even went further and added more content from Carrot too. So they drop articles every now and again, and you can kind of space out how how long they are. Motivated seller ones. There's ones for buyers, and there's like 
inherited houses and probate style ones, which is one of the marketing sources I send information to. So uh, the website's been my best lead source so far. That's cool. It's encouraging. And it was a little bit surprising to me because I was always a little down on my website. I never really um, put that much focus and energy into my website. Um, the What's not working, and I wouldn't say it's not working, it's just down, is uh, direct mail. The response is down, but you always have to watch it. You always have to adjust. You always have to be changing. Knowing who's um, mailing what around your area and around the country, what's working, what's not, kind of what's changing. I've always had my bread and butter absentee owners, right? But I've always also supplemented with other lists, and all of those lists across the board, the response rate's down. So it's just one of those things that you watch, you look at your numbers and using your numbers, you adjust for what your goals are. So if I need to close more deals, then I need to send more mail. So that's going to bring your cost to close up. It's going to bring your cost per deal up. Um, But the way the market's going, that also means your gross profits are going up. You're closing higher profit deals, right? Bigger spreads. At least that's what I've noticed over the last year, our spreads have almost doubled like from four grand when you and i were first getting started and kind of figuring out we had that closer to five like it was like 46 or we were yeah hey i worked hard for that one every hundred (laughs) dollars it it got over five and then this year it's like seven or eight that's even better yeah Yeah. so when the market takes off obviously um profits go up if you continue to buy right now if you're new and you start offering the highest and most price or you start uh responding with uh, accepting whatever the sellers are wanting for the house kind of a thing, giving them what they want, right? Well, then you're not going to be seeing those high of spreads. You're still going to see deals. You're still going to get profits, but that's what separates, you know, 10 year vets to newbies or they're going to chase every thousand dollar, $500 check they can get. I did the same thing. We Money all hungry. Right? I did it too. Yeah. I did it last week. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, we have Detroit deals. That you're like, God week. damn it. Get this fucking thing closed. I can't believe I'm here. I get my check and it's a thousand dollars. I go, why did I do all this work for a thousand dollars of which uh, most of it goes to everybody else on my team? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's more so the frustration of all of us working so hard to get this stupid deal closed for that profit. And then we look at a month ago and all of us still working probably 25% as hard, all working still together and making 50 times that on one deal. It's like, how is this possible? What happens here? So it's just the law of wholesaling. It's just the way it is. It's a fact of life. It's one of those, if you're in this business, get ready to deal with this because you you can't just say no to those small deals because they don't always start out as small deals, right? Sometimes they look like they could be a six to $10,000 spread for you as a wholesaler, but then something comes up on an inspection for your buyer or the seller starts getting crazy or something crazy happens. It, you know, you or all three oh, God, or yeah. all of the above on the same deal at the same time, man. We've had some rough from, closings. Haven't we? <laughs> it it's like a landing it though. It yeah, counts as yeah. so long as it was successful. <laughs> okay. We're done. We They're not done. all pretty. That's for sure. We lost a wing. We lost a wheel, but we're all alive. Mostly intact. We're the good. small ones do seem to be the most difficult amount of work. Maybe it's just because I'm traumatized and I remember them. Oh, they're just know? such a pain in the ass too. Like, and why is it the worst when we really need to get it closed because three other deals fall apart? And so that small deal becomes 
I have to get this closed. Mm-hmm. My people need to get some income and see a positive sign again. You know, when you have all these ups and downs that you get in real estate business, if you're a new father or something, like if you're a young married couple and you have a couple kids and this is new to you and you're starting out and that can be really scary and stressful and it can be strain, strain, strenuous on your relationship. Um, those kinds of things you have to be able to prepare for, I guess. But man, it makes that thousand dollar deal. Like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done for my people, my team, my person. And then you look at it like, holy shit. No, I need to get this done. And then you're like, how did this entire month go by and only X number of deals closed? And you're looking at, oh, okay, this one fell apart. That one fell apart for this. That seller went crazy like two days after we signed the contract. This one, and I'll get to this story in a minute. This oh, lady, that sounds like a good one. This lady backed out, but we kind of let her, and I feel good about letting her now, knowing what I know. But at the time, it was like, who? No, you can't just change your mind, lady. Yeah. But the... The point I wanted to make was the the ebb and flow of this business is always changing. There's always things that uh, direct mail goes up and goes down in terms of your response rates. It happens seasonally. It happens the when the market gets hotter, you get less response generally because they don't need you to buy their house as badly as they did in 2011, right? 2011 or 12, people you could barely give some of these houses away. Like half of the deals that I'm doing now, I would have even walked away from back then because I'm like, oof, sorry, man, I can't help you. You know, you owe too much or sorry, the taxes that you owe on your house from the last two years are worth more than I can pay for your house. I mean, bad, bad, bad stuff. But here we are again. Now we're in a hot market. Things are quickly and rapidly changing. And, houses that i you know passed on two years ago are making people forty thousand dollars in profits this year because of the market coming back the value adds that they're putting into the properties and so on so um the point there is always just watch what's happening track your numbers i say this all the time track your numbers yeah know your joe says it all the time too it's not an accident right yep yep if you don't know your numbers you don't know your business if you don't know your business how do you know which direction you're going? Yeah, well, I've done both. Tracking is way better. Yeah. I'm not a sailor, but can you imagine being in the middle of the ocean in a boat with no tracking information or compass or like it's cloudy? You can't see the sun. Not a good idea. Where, where the fuck are you going to go? Yep. I mean, how in the middle of midnight or something like you have to know what direction to go. You have to know where to even start if you're in the very beginning um, and you got to know what you're doing and where you're kind of what direction you're heading so that you can make those small adjustments. And it's kind of like the same thing. I've made this analogy before too. the, the pilot, the airplanes, they don't make, you know, radical turns, right? It's one degree better every day. One little percentage, one little adjustment better every day. Kaizen. Yeah. 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 And that is how you get from no wholesale deals under your belt to, God, I know hundreds. Yeah, I think, you got, you got I, I think a I've lot, done dude. hundreds of deals you've, you've done at quite this point. A few, yeah. So I didn't start that way. I started doing the same thing that you guys are doing right now, listening to podcasts. Although they didn't really have podcasts necessarily back then, it was CDs, but listening to podcasts, forums, you know, there's good and bad communities out there, but 
there's information and the information is what you need to digest. Take the opinion sometimes and some of the hyperbole that people put out there on certain forums and communities. And I think, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I won't, I won't dog them by name, but it happens. But, um, there's a fucking solid, valuable information in there too. You just need to know how to separate it a little bit. And you only get that by reading and, and kind of deciphering being an adult, right? Reading critical thinking. Well, that sounds like fucking bullshit opinion that some guy who's never done anything says this person sounds like an informed opinion. Let me read this. Okay. That makes sense. And then go find another source and read some more about it. Um, you can get stuck in that paralysis of analysis mode though, too. You have to take action. Got to do something. But if you're, you know, brand new, you guys have so many tools these days and you have to start Pretty amazing. Somewhere. Really? God, it's crazy. From where we started, what you can do now with your phone, just your phone, just your phone. Yeah. Go back 10 years in time. Just how you were doing your short sales. That wasn't even that long ago. Oh my God. Faxing. Everything was faxed. Yes. I had to twist people's arms to let me email them documents, which is crazy. It's just crazy. Talk. Well, yeah. Cause you would send literally I, sometimes I had a hundred page fax to send them. You can scan with your phone, put it up into Evernote, mm-hmm. like just a Dropbox. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So stop your bitching, new technology. new people. Yeah. But you guys have so many cool tools and and places to learn, like this podcast and like all the stuff that Jeremy's put out there. And you got to start somewhere. But if you don't know what you're doing in terms of your tracking, even if your tracking method is really rudimentary and it's fucking notebooks full of your writings and paper, that's how mine started. Last month, I sent this much in direct mail. I spent this many postcards, this much money, got this many phone calls. You can do it at a little check mark. So, look, I got a phone call, got a lead, got an appointment, another check mark. That's how I do it. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. However, wherever works for you, whiteboard, pen and paper, CRM, you know, fully loaded Godfather CRM or your iPhone, Podio, Evernote doesn't matter even Have your something. excel spreadsheet accounts yeah 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 paul you're the excel you're the excel <laughs> spreadsheet guy you pretty much know you're over 40 sorry paul you're, yeah. you're over 40 with your your go-to crm is an excel spreadsheet oh, yeah right <laughs> oh, you pulled so it right off the table. i pull it right off i'm being a little re- more relaxed here today i'm going joe rogan mode kicking my chair back yeah and i'm killing them we don't have yet the joe rogan it's like a marble table that we're clamped to here so you gotta figure it there we go. I think we're good. I didn't see good anything. enough. I'll stop yeah. touching the mic. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm happy to be back though. I'm I feel good um, being back talking to all you guys. I hope that you guys um, missed us as much as we missed you. Trust I, me, I heard about it. They missed you? us. Yeah. See, that's well, I guess it's good <laughs> and bad. I don't hear shit about that's it. True. I don't hear that's anything true. from anybody. Well, it wasn't good or your bad. fault. It wasn't your no, fault. No, but. Yeah, but I don't hear good or bad from anybody, yeah. which is, I I do like to hear feedback, good or bad. Uh, I want to know how, what you guys want to hear. If you like my long rambling stories about crazy nonsense that's happened, cool. Tell me, I'll try. That to is one more of the of favorite it. things, yeah. actually. That and the music, believe it or not. Yeah. Really? See, yeah. and People I had some, the music. I had some music haters early on. A too. few. Yeah, you're way more Thank outnumbered than the people who like yeah. it. But I'm not a DJ. I won't take requests. No, I'm just kidding. I will take requests because I sometimes struggle to come up with something. It's like, Especially if it's gangster. What do I like? What it's I like? extra gangster. Send it to Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com so you there can you put go. the extra gangster shit on. There yeah. you go. And sometimes I like, so for those of you that actually listen to the music, 
sometimes there's a little message in there. Not always. Sometimes you can you can decide whether there's a message in there for you or not every every week. Would sometimes you say that there be, were layers in it? Yeah, yeah, it's like an onion. There's yeah. lots and li- lots of yeah. layers. Sometimes it's a verse. Sometimes it's an entire song. Sometimes it's one sentence. You know. Sometimes it's nothing. It's just like, hey, that song is cool. I like the beat. That's what we're using today. That's in the mood I'm in. Um, other times it's just, yeah, it is what it is. I struggle to find a song sometimes. Or other times it's a shout out like Josh. Josh likes the rock. He likes the hard rock. So I'll try to you get one a stuff. year. You get one a century. No, just I, learn I, to like gangster like rap, rock Josh. Too. Yeah. I like rock, but I, I uh, don't have as an extensive of a catalog as I do of hip-hop especially more older school hip-hop actually if you looked at my music my itunes or whatever you'd be like what the f-? it's pretty black and first of all online, if you crazy most of <laughs> too. but i don't even have a ton of music i don't listen to a ton of music i probably listen to the most music on podcast day really driving down listening to music or working out but mm-hmm. most of my workouts are at the gym i don't have like yeah, you're rolling jujitsu and all that rolling yeah. or hidden pads or sparring or whatever and there's music over the speakers but yeah, I'm in the car so much. It's audiobooks. It makes music makes me want to drive fast. It gets me in trouble. Either get a ticket or people just don't know how to drive in this area. You can't drive fast when there's no fucking freeways open. They're all closed due to construction or otherwise you know, known as not over. winter in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as April through November. November. Yes. <laughs> Tearing up every damn road, so, yeah. especially where you live. You got an hour and a half of it. And every road heading south from from where I live to where I need to get to basically has some sort of construction yep. in multiple areas. Right in Lapeer itself, there's like every major road heading south has construction. Just buy a plane flying so every day. Why are you why all of them at the same time? Can you do one so that we can all route ourselves around it and then do the next one and we can I'm just happy they're fixing shit finally it's true it's true roads here suck I'll take that helicopter though yes you need one yeah is there an uber for helicopters that'd be pretty dope there should be as soon as you said it I was like that's a great (laughs) idea (laughs) can you order one you probably need a credit card (laughs) yeah right shit damn it I'm off the grid they're not gonna wait to take that check right you take Bitcoin. The guy go, hmm, Bitcoin. They might. Yeah. I don't even have enough Bitcoin. I don't even have a Bitcoin yet. So I None? talk a lot of shit about Bitcoin. I have like a half of a Bitcoin. So I got like a grand in it. You got any of the Elysium or any of the other? Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum? I, bought, I bought two coins when it was $12 and that was it for like a year. And I watched it and I watched it go up and then I watched it go down. It was like nine bucks. I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I watched it go up and it was like 40 and I was like, oh, shit. I just doubled my money. Hey, I'll buy a couple more. I bought like five more, I think. And then it went up again and then it went down and it, it, that's what it does. It goes like crazy high up and then it t- comes back a little bit, but it doesn't settle usually as far as it did before it settles uh, around the middle and then it takes off again. So I only own about a handful of those, but that's something I, every decent closing we get, I'll throw another few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to it to make, um, some sort of a retirement, like all these different options that you have, right? Self-directed IRAs. You've got regular Roth 401ks, all these different regular Roth IRAs, 401ks, self-directed health savings accounts, rental properties, right? Vacation homes, whatever. All of those things are cool. And the stock market, all that stuff's cool. 
this is just another one of those, right? Gold, silver. This is just another angle, I think. And one that I think has the biggest upside, um, but it's also the most volatile. So I wouldn't put all my money in it, but I probably will make the most money from it. If that makes sense. If I just keep what I have right now in, and if Ethereum actually matches Bitcoin in price of what Bitcoin's at right now, it's like 2,400 bucks a coin. That's, I mean, I could buy a couple houses probably from yeah. how fast it would go up. So, um, what about like an Island layer? Don't you need one of those? Like from James Bond Island layer and a golden gun. Great. Yes. I think you need a midget too. I think they're little people now. Sorry. Midgets. Little people. Yeah. Whatever. Just no bald cats. That's really creepy. It is. But you need that layer. Then you can go around. You know what I'm saying? A layer would be dope. I would love to have a layer. That'd be if you sweet. buy a layer, with, I'm sorry, I'm going to get Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah, yeah that'd ether. be awesome. Ether. Fuck a Lambo. I want a layer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a layer built out of a mountainside. Shoot shit, rockets they can and lasers and shit. They can still get you, though, in a mountain. Bin Laden, we found out about that. Although they yeah. didn't get him in the mountain. He had to move back to Pakistan to get got. Well, I got him old fashioned. Mountain too. layer, it is. Yeah, you need a mountain layer. <laughs> there we go. You got your <laughs> or an underwater layer. Make it difficult. I don't like water. I don't like water. I don't like water that right. much. I like water. I don't like to be in it that much. Fuck that. <laughs> too deep. <laughs> Give me a mountain layer. We digress. <laughs> What's our story here? There before they like we don't want to listen yeah. to any more. Hey, if they if people listen, ten million people download joe rogan when it, which is supposed to be a fight companion podcast ends up talking about flat earth the whole I think time people yeah. can can stand listening to me about yeah eddie my, bravo he's layer. uh he's pretty far off the deep end on he's that so one. funny i yeah. love that guy he's funny so. you know joe's cool though he still keeps around as a friend <laughs> i don't know if i could do that you know <laughs> like eddie you cannot possibly be serious right yeah no man just think about it look at it like this no no sorry can't do it so the story so lots of deals fall apart Right. Lots of deals fall apart this month. Um, I'm not sure what, if there's something in the air, but it was everything from sellers trying to back out almost immediately after signing the contract, which is always nice. Like, wait a minute. You, you literally just signed this yesterday and now you're changing your mind because what? Well, I can get a better offer. Well, great. You accepted this offer. So sorry, buddy. You're kind of stuck. This is what we're going to do. Um, but the guy turned out to be too much of a pain in the ass. And I just, I signed uh, a no, um, affidavit, an FU David, but I didn't actually file it. I was going to make Joel go do it. Um, he's never done it before, which means I would have gone down there with him to show him. And I really didn't want to. And it was too busy to. And so I just You're let You're a nicer go. guy than I am. I was really nice this month and it really did not pay off. No. So the other one. This one, actually, she wanted out so badly, she reduced her offer. We had it under contract for 28, and she reduced it by 6000 more to take another offer. Somebody from out of state, somebody in Texas. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah, and this deal, I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, but it was the one on Milford Road. I don't um, remember that one. Out in Holly. So, oh, okay. Kind of a funky. So it's already out there for most Metro Detroiters. It's a uh, outskirts type of area. It's more rural. Um, but it's got, there's some very nice houses in the area. There's a lot of upside to this potentially in this house too, but it was a big project. It needed a lot of work. I got my estimate was 50 grand. I think Rob, Robert went out there and he estimated like 60. So it needed a new septic field, septic tank, all cosmetic stuff. It was right next to railroad tracks. 
Michigan basement, kind of a funky house. So we're not getting any traction on it. So I decided to let her out of it. But the way she was handling it was all wrong. It was all demanding, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't work well with bullies. I nope. Don't, I don't do well with people, like, demanding and telling me what to do. Um, respectfully working with, I will work with you. But the second you try to, like, dictate what we're going to do, we got a problem. It just doesn't fit well with my personality. I don't like it. Um, so she's coming at us and at me like, you need to close on this right now. And we were like barely two weeks into our contract. We had a full 30 business days to close. Title got back. And unfortunately, the title company CCs the sellers when they have their email address on the title work. That's changed. Rookie move. We're not doing that again. Yeah. I don't like anybody getting the title work until I see it. People freak look out. Look at it. Yeah. People look at it and see an old lien from three sellers ago that's not cleared and they freak out and they call up and start cussing at people because they don't understand it. So I don't like that problem. Send it to me. Let me look at it. Let my team look at it and we can understand what's happening. And then we'll send it to the seller if they need it. The sellers don't need the title commitment anyways, unless there's something that we have to clear. So anyway, that was one problem because they got it within the first week. So our we're waiting on title excuses right out the window immediately. We can't rely on that as a backup um, for why we can't close yet. I was not going to close on this transaction at our purchase price based on the feedback I've gotten, my initial rehab estimate and all that being where the house was. I wasn't comfortable with it. I would have made her reduce it under 22. I probably would have been like 18 or 15, to be honest with you. If you wanted me to close now, this is the price. I didn't think she would even go there, so I didn't even offer it. Um, when I finally got her on the phone again and she stops being demanding, I said, look, prove to me. I told you what I needed. Basically, I told her I wanted a copy of the purchase agreement she has with this other seller. She's got a purchase agreement signed with me already. She says she's already got an agreement with another buyer. I said, seller, prove to me. Show, Send me your agreement. Send me your closing statement so I can see this is actually ready to close. And then they can close now because if you can close it tomorrow, which was actually Friday as well, last Friday, if you can close it by Friday, I'll let you out of the contract and I'll be done. That's fine. But you need to prove to me that you can do that. Multiple things going on here and not only like one person on my team picked up on it before I told them. So why am I asking for all this stuff from them, right? Well, I want to see the contract for a number of reasons. Who's buying this house? Is this somebody on my list trying to go around me? Yep. That's number one. Gotta know. That's number one. Number two, is this even real? Is this somebody she talked to before me at the same time as me? Something like that. Is it a competitor? Um, I People may lie. or may not have um, weighed into my decision if it was a competitor. I probably would have released it anyways if it was anybody locally because I don't have anything against anybody locally where I would hold firm like that if I couldn't perform. It'd be different if I could perform. I wasn't interested in this house. It was only we locked it up because we could get it, and I thought we could move it. Um, it looked like we could move it. I looked at the comps, solid comps, but it was a very, very big project. Um, so the other thing I wanted to see the contract for, the other reason I wanted to see the contract was, is there even a real buyer? Is this a real or is this just something to get you out of this contract because now you think you want to go sell to somebody else? So if she legitimately had another person in the wings that could close, 
I was willing to walk away and let them. And that's what I ended up doing. So she sent me that, sent me the HUD. The HUD was from my title company as well. So of course, the first thing I do is call him. Hey, is this legit? Have you talked to the buyer? I see he's not from here. Have you talked to him? Has he already wired his funds? Oh, he has. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you can actually close this today, then I'll I'll walk away. Send me what you need me to sign. And he did. Everybody was happy there. The seller was actually happy now. Um, You're a lot nicer than me, man. We wasted some time, but I, I wasn't going to be able to get that done in the next week when she really was pressing to close now, now, now. I had leverage, and I could have pressed it harder. Uh, it wasn't a situation where I felt we should. I mean, the lady, she lost her kids because of this house, the septic and the conditions there. They had to move out of the house. Um, they had to close on this to be able to get into their new house. The guy that owns the property, she was like a land contractor. She owed somebody still private, private loan, seller carryback type thing, something like that. And he was also stressed and saying, um, he needed the money on th- from this to close on his new trailer that he's buying and moving to Florida. So that's the type of situation we're dealing Sounds with. Sounds like a Maury situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Jerry Springer. All I need long. my trailer money, son. Yeah. So I was happy to walk away from it in that case. Once I got all the facts there, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need the you double headache, check the and stress. make sure that dude from Texas wasn't on your buyer's list. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't, but I didn't recognize the name. And because of that, I didn't care. Okay. I didn't really care. Um, because she was advertising the property directly to, I think, on Craigslist or something like that. I think that's how she found him. Um, and it may have been around the same time. She called us from a Google search. So she might have even hit him too on, on Google. He was just a, it was just his name though. It wasn't a, a company. It's just a person's name. The contract was in a person's name and everything. So. Whatever. Um, it was one of those situations where I felt it was the right thing to do in that case to just let it go because sometimes it's time to hold your ground, I think, and sometimes it's not. I know Jeremy's a little more strong-armed on me. Well, I think uh, I've been in Detroit that. too long. I might yeah. be I might be a little bit more jaded than you. I'm a little hard, more hardcore in Detroit because there's a lot more fuckery that happens Ton of it. in Detroit. The yeah. suburbs, it's not as bad. It's usually when something like this happens, it's legitimate like that, where she she has to be done now. And if I'd have known she would have taken 22, maybe I could have closed it. I might have been able to get her down to 20 and got it done. But again, I'm not doing that rehab. I don't like rehabs to begin with. I, that's why I don't do rehabs. Sounds that's like a big one. You guys too. do it. Yeah. It's a fifty to sixty thousand dollar rehab. If you're listening yeah. in California, you think that's small. In Michigan, on a house, yeah. that's a big rehab, man. Yeah, septic field, new septic uh, field and tank, complete cosmetic updates throughout the whole thing. Probably HVAC. I mean, it's got a Michigan basement, lots of cleanup stuff there. And then it was on a mainish road. It was on a main road. I mean, Milford Road's a main road. Um, I drive it all the time, so. It's a main road. If I'm on it, you know, several times a month, that's a main road. And it was also right next to railroad tracks. So if you took out either one of those two factors, I would have been more comfortable probably stepping in and closing it and, and listing it on the MLS and wholetailing it or something along those lines. Cause I know I would have closed it. I probably could have got 40 grand for this house. I had people looking at it when it was priced over that. So it was more of, um, Time versus, you know, money. The headache factor, really. 
too much headache, too much um, drama and stress and no prospects. Cause everybody that I looked at it that I thought would do a deal like that passed on it. So at that point it's time to move on. I yeah. think, right. So, um, that- am I not merciful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> merciful Steve. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome world. That's right. So the wholesale tip of the week to move on to the last section here that I don't really have a specific tip. What I do want to say is to watch the market closely that you need to be able to project and predict where the market's going. And depending on what your business model is, it could be anywhere from two to three months from now, two to three decades from now, like Jeremy and I were talking about earlier in certain up and coming areas of Detroit, you want to watch what's going to be happening two to three years from now. Not so much right now. You do need to know what's going on right now, of course, but way more important in certain neighborhoods is what's planned. Have they even been talking about this neighborhood? Is there any kind of demo, you know, program going on in this neighborhood is there any rehabilitation projects going on is there any new businesses coming into the neighborhood like uh, i read yesterday somebody posted a thing about your neighborhood old old redford there yep. in detroit the guitar maker did you see that story? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah so you know it's kind of a cool thing and it just shows that it's happening all over detroit it's not just in the boston edisons or the rosedale parks or the university districts it's in all kinds of neighborhoods from the far east side where a lot of weird, uh, a lot of real development is happening that's, I think, kind of going under the radar, maybe. Comps and Brightmore at 59,000. Holy shit. Sold? North. You sold. Sold with few days on market. Wow. Now it's North Brightmore that's kind of buttressed up against Minock Park and all mm-hmm. that. So it's not the shitty south part. Close to 96, but still, still, you know you're in a hot market yeah. when you see that. And there was more than one. That's crazy. The thing is, though, you have to do a nice job. There are a lot of people cutting yeah. corners and keeping old kitchens. And you, the numbers are there for a reason. Check the pictures out. That's crazy. They're, they're modernizing the layout. They're opening up kitchens. They're tearing out old kitchens and all that. So you still got to buy them at the right price. Right. But financing is there, FHA financing and low days on market, and they got bid up. You got to pay attention is exactly what Steve's saying. And if I hadn't have looked, I wouldn't have even known. Yeah. I was a little shocked to see that. Well, this is also why you pull comps on every deal that comes in. Like we, every lead that calls us, we pull comps for. It's a little, you know, over, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's a little overkill maybe spending too much time doing some of those tasks, but it's a VA that does it. You know, he's happily does it. It's his job. But if we're off on that and we go out and look at the house and we're the, the range we gave the seller is so far off from what the reality is, you're not even going to get in the door. You're not even going to be able to go look at the house. And on the flip side, if you don't know what that range is, you know, the seller may not know what the range is either. So you may be able to get some good value there. But if you don't know the range, how are you going to be able to maximize your profit as a wholesaler? If you get a house for five grand and it's worth 50 and you can get it for way cheaper because it's just one of those up and coming areas like Brightmore that everybody thinks is still down. I would never think a house in Brightmore would be anywhere near 50 to 60 grand. You wouldn't think so. Not even close. I know. Uh, even Re- Rosedale Park, that was hard for me to fathom just a couple of years ago. Way like, higher what? now, though. Double. So. Do you remember when we could have put shit under contract in University District for 65000 Remember when I did flip houses and buy it? Remember the one? Remember the crazy lady? 
the crazy hippie lady that we oh, almost yeah. bought while we tried to buy for like 68, I think, because yeah. we were stuck and we were like a thousand or two thousand dollars apart. That house right now, even in the condition it was, oh, yeah. over a hundred easily. Yeah. Way, way easily. Way. God, I wish we could go back and I know. I, I need a time machine. <laughs> yeah, we beat that Marty, one up too. I remember that one. I don't forget it. I was looking at the cops through there again the other day. I'm like, man, regret. That was like Wildemere or Woodmere or something like that. It was Wildemere. Wildemere, yeah. yeah. I knew it. Right Fucking in the heart. Right in the house, heart of dude. University District. Yeah. Oh, it was a big project, too. It needed it a lot of work. But I think my number was like 70 to 90. In rehab. Which in Detroit for, I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. I know it's like a California yeah. kitchen, but I mean, here, that is a that is a big rehab. Yeah. But it was a 3,500 square foot yeah. house, like three levels plus a basement. You had to do that. And do you remember the address? We should look up and see if she sold or if she kept it. I'll fucking look right now. <laughs> if you remember it. I don't know if I could. You have to search. Uh, I think it was pretty sure it was Wildemere. I'll search. Yeah. Please hold. Yeah, please hold while while we do this. But this is why you got this way you got to run your cops. This is what you call radio for two. Yeah. And um, you need access to the MLS, wherever that is in your area. Like around here, Southeast Michigan, it's real comp. Um, but you need to get access and it needs to be, you can't just rely on Zillow. Zillow is actually, people don't like to say it, but it's true. Zillow is actually pretty accurate in some areas. So is that the one? Was her name Aaron? No, that wasn't it. No, I don't think so. It was like a D. I can't remember. She's pretty hippied out though. Yeah. Barely holding on. One second. I got an idea. That's all right. You got an idea. Yeah. Sometimes the search feature isn't all that great, unfortunately, or we're not searching the right thing either, you know? Make sure we're spelling it right too. Anyway, so check always check your comps. Also, I had an out of state guy contact me as a house under contract in Livonia with a um a wholesaler I will leave unnamed. It's not anybody that that really knows, but it is the only frame house on a main street surrounded for a mile by brick comps, and they didn't even send them pictures. And I go and pull the comps. They're telling him it's worth 141. And there's one within a mile. There's one frame house. And it's active, not even sold at 85,000. And looks financeable. Hmm. All Crazy. right. So what if he just bought it? What if he hadn't reached out to me? What, if, you know, don't just trust Zillow because Zillow is going to pull all of them and yep. put it right in. And he wasn't just trusting Zillow, he was trusting the, uh, the wholesaler, you know, which is uh, you were you right? Fairfield, Fairfield, damn it! I found her. Did you? All right, seventy k. She came down to seventy. We were at sixty five. So five thousand dollar difference. Oh my God. You know? She started at eighty. What's a good point? This was this was August of two thousand fourteen. So now it's three years almost. Yeah, That's but if you ran the comps on that now, yeah. I want to see. I'm gonna look check it on up. Realist. See if she. Uh, uh, what is it? One. All right, hold on here. Right on real list. Uh, so anyway, you, that's that's why you got to check the comps. And when you're comparing to, make sure you're comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges. Like especially in Michigan. I know this is not true everywhere. And there's some places where it's not true. But there's a big difference between a frame house, which is wood or vinyl or aluminum. Or yes, we even have asbestos still here. Tiles, right? And a brick house, right? Wow. What is it saying? It was, sold just this past February. Finished. Four. Two. What does that say? Guess. I'm Let's going play the high to. Low game. I'm going to go with 275. 
Higher. Higher. That's Man. the Zestimate, though. You nailed the Zestimate. Well, I was just looking in that neighborhood, so I have. I was trying to. I can't. Two seventy five is what the estimate was, but it sold in February, February fifteenth, for more than that. Three hundred. More than that. Really, three twenty five. Three ten. Oh my god. Three fucking ten. That is amazing. Yeah, I should have bought it and held it, right? So if we would have put a hundred grand into it, we'd have been in at one seventy plus, yeah. maybe even let's even say. If we were in it for two hundred, that could have been a hundred thousand dollars. Well, we do. We could have. We could have rehabbed it for thirty five. Kept it rentable. True. Rented. Collected it for a the check years. and then gone back and done yeah. the eighty ninety k rehab. Very that would true. have been. See, that's a good point too. If you apply enough time to the real estate situation, provided you're not buying a racky Baghdadi oh. real estate, you know it should continue to go up. Wait a minute. So. What's the problem? It sold for one forty nine in May of sixteen. So she's she held on and doubled. What yeah, she, what not she bad. Good according job. to Zillow, according yeah. to Zillow, you know, which I didn't pull it off the MLS. Just oh, good for her. This would be easier. I'm glad Google she got it. more money. She probably put more money into it as well. Um, she listed it for sale, and somebody listed it for sale. I'm assuming her in uh, March of sixteen for one fifty eight nine, and it went pending five days later. Yeah. Listing removed on the 11th, and then it was marked sold for 148.9 and uh, uh, April 29th of last year. So, yeah. yeah. And then it went on the market at 319 in November of this year and closed in February. At 310. Nice. There you go. Good job. I wonder if, uh, I wonder who did that. I'm going to have to look into that and see yeah. who the rehabber was. They got a good deal. Interesting. Yeah, they yep. did. Even at 150 for that. At, at that time, it was a good deal, yep. and we could have got it for half that. That is so crazy. This is why you pay attention to the market, people. I won't even tell you about the condos I missed out in the back oh. of the back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the river. Regret. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I probably could have bought Harbor View for if I would have walked in with a stack of cash. Yeah. I probably could have picked them up for twenty five, thirty k a unit, and now you're you're talking about three hundred, four hundred bucks a square foot. Crazy. That's why you got to pay attention. Must know your numbers, must know your comps, and you have to watch what's happening. So one thing that I used to do, and I'm trying to get back in the habit of, is one of my part of my morning morning routine is to sit down and look at all the new new listings that have come up on the market, things that have come back on the market, new pending deals, new sold deals, especially in particular areas of interest, just to kind of stay on top of what's happening on a daily basis. You can see when properties come up. You can see when they come off. You can see who's buying what. Um, of course, this is only for listed properties, but it's still really valuable you know, information that you can use. You can watch trends a lot easier, and you can see them coming, I think, um, maybe faster than you know before, where you can watch the days on market grow as the market cools. You can see um, right now there's a whole lot of, ends and if you're familiar with real comp and under days on market means none means it's sold like the day it went on the market it got it got it went pending as a side note too i would not recommend doing that if you're going to list your property for sale and i have personal experience in this and i'm great at just destroying buyers agents and shaking them down for the highest amount of money possible four days if you do your marketing beforehand we do a 10-day marketing thing here at the daily group and you call call you door knock you facebook live you boost a post plus all the normal real estate agent stuff yeah. all your works beforehand and hold it open at least four or five days 
on the market just to make sure your seller is going to get the, and it's not always the highest offer. Sometimes it's a conventional offer. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, we've had full price or above full price cash offers on properties too. So, Hey, obviously, you know, take what you want and all that, but just if you're an agent, just make sure you're doing the right thing for your, for your seller. Get, Get that money, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. And if you're a wholesaler, you, you need to have agents on your team, people that you can work with. If you're not, if you're not licensed yourself, Zillow's great. Epraisal's great. There's all kinds of cool tools online that you can use, but nothing beats the MLS because that is what the professionals use. Yeah. It's like the mob too. Something like access to all the people and all the software. And it's something like 97% of real estate deals close through the MLS. So that's insane. Um, and that's what you call market share. That is the market, right? Essentially. It's crazy. Or Steve. And if you can set yourself apart and you can pick up even a you know, fraction of a percent of that business, that's huge. I look at the volume that we've been able to do over the years and know that we don't even scratch a fraction, a half of a percentage of what the market is here. It's insane. So I look at all the, like, even just in my circle of friends, the realtors that I know that I'm either re- good friends with or casual acquaintances with who have done hundreds of millions of dollars just in this market alone. You know what I mean? Like, or I should say what 75 million and up that's a huge producer, right? Oh yeah. And there's multiple of them right here in our market. Dude, this is one of the most competitive markets. I love it though. Personally, iron sharpens iron, man. Yeah. And well, that's the thing is they're all thriving. Yep. Nobody's starving. Right. I mean, maybe the people at the bottom, struggle i don't know i started there though and i made it to where i'm at now now they're still so far ahead of where i am you know volume wise but um you know it's that's funny because we were kind of talking about that earlier too yeah and it really depends on what's that now (laughs) it depends on what your your business model is your your volume might be 60 70 million dollars in, in retail real estate what's your profit that you walk away with at the end of the yeah, day that's a different story and then what's the profit a wholesaler or a rehabber or a flipper and then what's your stress level what's your management what's your time all those things factor into what you want to do right so everyone's different everyone's situation's different everyone's goals and dreams and whatever are different so there's definitely more support on the agent side but oh for sure if you're just I mean, there's just no way around it. Your ROI is significantly higher on the investor side. Just, it just is. Yeah. You're being, you're not taking all the business. You're not, you're just being smart about it. You're being careful. You're looking at less than 1% of the market. Mm -hmm. You just, you can't compare. And you also need to, you need to have a little bit more startup capital to be an investor, even a wholesaler. And knowledge. Than an agent. Yeah, and knowledge. And knowledge. Because it's not the support network. Unless you go sign up for some big mastermind, which probably won't even let you in. Yeah, the big the big masterminds won't let you in, but they have most of those have, you know, lesser products that they'll give you and sell you, not give you teach you. Also there's also of course things like the property mob and there's local groups where you can learn a lot just by coming around and like I call it by osmosis, just being around it, listening, being a fly on the wall, listening to the conversations. Asking questions at the right time to the right people. They go to the Metro Detroit group and the Renegade troop in Oakland and Emory and yep. just start hanging with people doing deals. Yep. But it is hard. You do have to take more risks on the investor side, but yeah. you just can't ignore the returns, man. It's just, I mean, well, I was talking like, to Steve. I, I, I literally have to do two and a half times the deal I was doing. 
for the same paycheck I yeah. was doing as, as a wholesaler and more time, a lot harder. I got to work really hard for you guys, you know, so otherwise things don't go well, but my risk is zero. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big difference. And, you know, my risk as a wholesaler is essentially zero. You know, I have some financial risk in terms of the marketing that we do and all that kind of stuff. I suppose there's a, a little bit of risk depending on how you run your wholesaling business. You know, my friend Jeff Watson um, from Ohio, who is an attorney, is very outspoken about wholesaling and how to do it properly, legally. He just put out another video the other day. Um, all valid, legit points. And he is legitimately in there with the real estate commissions, arguing these points with and for them and so on. So he knows what he's talking about. But that liability, if you're licensed and you do things the right way, if you do things the right way, you're learning it the right way, you're going to do things the right way, right? I mean, you need to, um, everyone needs, you have to study, you have to learn. A lot of people get stuck in that phase too. And I talked about that earlier with that analysis paralysis, paralysis analysis yeah. or whatever. You need to learn and, enough to be dangerous. Yep. You need to start. learn enough to take some action, but you need to, I mean, you'll never know what you don't know. You learn the most. Most people, I know I for sure do, learn the most by actually doing things. Yeah. I can read, I can listen to books and, and shit, thousand fucking hours worth of, of, audio like literally two weeks worth of audiobooks but if i actually do it for even a week i i got it like i got it way more than listening or watching videos or learn you know learning that way watching videos is okay too that's that's helpful in certain things um especially physical or mechanical things you can physically see somebody doing it okay but again until i actually do it like um taking apart my 1911 I remember that was one thing that overwhelmed the shit out of me the first time. I was like, how in the hell does this thing come apart? There's so many pieces. I was used to a normal like carbine uh, or carbon fiber pistol, like a Glock or something like that. That's like a button, a pull, and boom, it's a part. And then there's a spring and there's the barrel and boom, that's it. And the 1911 was like 16 different pieces. Like, oh man, it's so crazy. Watch a couple YouTube videos, watch it happen. Still confused as hell until I start taking it apart. Like, oh, okay, this is starting to make sense. I got it. So as far as it relates to wholesaling and real estate, you need to get involved, educate yourself, read as much as you can get your hands on, listen to as much as you can get your hands on or your ears on, and get out and network. You know, everyone's busy. They got families. They have hobbies and commitments, all that stuff. Commit to at least just one meeting a month, you know, for the year. Go to Renegade this month. Go to um, Oakland next month. Go to Emria the month after that. They're generally on on different days. I think the only conflict is Oakland and Emria are on the same night. I think, or they used to be. No, no, Did they I, change it? down down river. Um, I think the Wayne Ria and Renegade, but that's right. Yeah, and so really, I mean, there's shit. We're also very lucky to have so many. Dude, um, this is a great place. This really this is. I mean. So surprising how many there are. I mean, just of the most active ones, there's four or five. I mean, shit. So there's from Saturday mornings, there's a couple to Tuesday evenings, Thursday evenings, sometimes a Monday or a Wednesday evening. Um, there's a meeting out there for you. Find one that's close to you. Get to it. Find, find one and go to it and see, you know, you may not like it. 
There's certain meetings that are more seminar style or lecture style. There's some that are just straight up networking meetings where you go to a restaurant or a bar and you're hanging out with people. Um, go to what suits you better. Go to both. Try them all, really. Um, you'll see a lot of the same people at many of those events. That should tell you something. If they have time to go to all of these different events, what are they doing with their life? They're doing real estate, right? But if you don't have time to network one time a month, you don't have time to invest in real estate. That's what I think. So yeah. yep. I think you get need out there and to, meet some people. You need to handle um you need to be able to handle once a month. I don't think that's too much to ask. Now getting to every meeting, sure. I don't even get to everyone. I don't even get to the top three. I try to get to Renegade and the Metro Detroit Real Estate Investors Group. Um, both of those groups I try to get to every month. Usually I get to one of them every month. If I miss Renegade, I make sure to get to the other one. If I miss the Metro one, I make sure to get to Renegade. Uh, Renegade, there isn't one in July, so we won't we'll miss that one. But And then Emria, I'm a speaker at Emria at least that's twice a, a year. Yeah. You know, that's a really good Wendy one. Wendy Patton's too. a savage. You should definitely go to her meeting if you got time. She yeah. attracts a big room, too. She knows she's how to good. fill seats. So She sure does. She's yeah. good. And she's super smart. She's done... Dude, Probably she owns everything. Every you kind see of her deal. house post. Oh, oh my! It looks like she's Incredible. taking pictures from a castle, <laughs> looking down on her minions. I know, right? <laughs> and she she does a lot of rehabs. She's earned it. She's the lease option queen. I mean, she knows more about lease options than anybody I know. Joe McCall included. No, she owns to Joe. two Keller Williams she too. Yeah, t- she's got interest in multiple Keller Williams. Yep. Yeah. And T- she's title company, a, a title company, the title company that I use and recommend, Legacy Title. Thank you. Um, so, you know, that's really all I've got today. I'm, I know it's kind of been a, all over the board with several tangents, but it's a bro episode. <laughs> I missed you guys, man. I missed you guys. And you know, Do you what? want to talk about flat earth real quick. I know right? <laughs> to be honest, I like the style of just kind of chill podcasts anyways. And I kind of want to, it's actually not kind of want to, I am going to be getting back into having some guests on again too. Once we get back in a rhythm of having this every single week, then I'll, I'll pop in with a guest, you know, either in supplement to the every week or in place of the every week, we'll have a, a the, the normal show with a guest as well. Another shout out to Joe and Renee Delia of the Delia Group here at the Troy office in Keller Williams for providing space for us to host this podcast. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So thank you, Joe. Love you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate the space. You know, we'll work hard for you, man. Bring you more deals. Oh, show. So that's all I got. Jeremy will take you out. Thanks for listening, though, everybody. And again, as always, I'm out. All right, everybody. So one of my favorite parts of every episode is, of course, the deals. But if you're waiting till you listen here, that's not a good idea. Go to 313cashdeals.com, put in your best email address, and check it often because that is the first place. Well, besides buying from Steve regularly and which you'll probably get a direct call. But the next best thing is to be on this list and see the email. 313cashdeals.com. Also, if you're looking to sell a home or you want to check out some more stuff about Steve, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. You can see everything there. And if you just want to follow Steve around on the internet, check out all the stuff he's doing. Go to Clixo, C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash s londo and that's l-o-n-d-e-a-u and hook a brother up takes a lot of time out of steve's day to drive down do all this stuff write it up and then i gotta go do some stuff to share this man help a brother out and also rate and review on itunes it's one of the small things you can do that doesn't cost you anything that can help grow the podcast so also reach out and share any feedback If you would like to hear something or something different, 
reach out and let us know or just say hi. And if you love it, just reach out and do the same thing. And if you haven't, and I'm going to emphasize this, if you haven't rated and reviewed on iTunes, can you please do that? That Pretty really nice. helps out. It's, it's such a small thing. I know iTunes doesn't make it easy. Yeah. But you must do it, please, and it really does help out, really helps grow the podcast, right? We're not throwing any money at this. It's just time. We're entertaining you, selling some deals, having a good time, bro bro, bro podcast, but help Steve out, all right? And I uh, really appreciate your time, really appreciate your attention. I apologize for delay um, getting back on this. I think we're back on track with our new space, and I really do appreciate the attention. I know you could be doing lots of other things. Till the next time. See ya.